The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Certainly plenty to talk about uh, what's happening in the Holy Land right now. Joining us on the line, our correspondent from Israel, Rolene Marks. Rolene, good afternoon. Always a pleasure to have you on board. But now we're starting off on a very somber note. We're dealing with a terror attack. Breaking news. This is just hours before Israel prepares to usher in Yom HaZikaron. This is Memorial Day for fallen soldiers and victims of terror. A short while ago in Jerusalem, very close to Machane Yehuda. Those of you who have been to Jerusalem will be very familiar with how busy Machane Yehuda is. It is the main shuk or uh, uh, market in Jerusalem, a terrorist from Beit Zafafa, a father of five, rammed his car into several civilians, uh, injuring five. Uh, what we know from Magin David Adom is that a man in his 70s is listed in serious condition, a woman in her 30s in moderate condition, and three others are okay, including a 50-year-old man and two men aged 25. They have all been taken either to Shara Tzedek or Hadassah and Kerem hospitals in Jerusalem. The terrorist was neutralized. Oh, indeed, uh, we hope that's not going to certainly, or su- such incidents are not going to escalate now that we approach Yom, uh, Yom HaZikaron, uh, Rolin, and uh, nobody has any bright ideas. I mean that very sarcastically, obviously, to you know do something as we lead up to this commemoration, which we are going to speak about a bit more later on. But for now, President Herzog is calling for worldwide Jewish dialogue. What is this call specifically all about? Well, this is very, very interesting. A new initiative put forward or launched last night by President Herzog, who was addressing uh, a a joint audience of the the Jewish Agency for Israel, World Zionist Organization. Sure, I don't think they've had enough conferencing, Michael. (laughs) The Jewish Federations of North America and Karen Hayesod. And last night, in partnership with the World Zionist Organization, he has launched what he calls Kol Ha'am, a people's voice or voice of the people. Now, he says that the biggest existential threat that is facing a jury worldwide um, is uh, internal. It's these divisions, it's these alienations from one another. Now, of course, this has been exacerbated in recent months uh, due to the proposed judicial overhauls. There are such polarized opinions on whether or not these reforms are good or bad. I saw it firsthand on uh, um, last week at the World Zionist Congress just how divisive some of the points, some of the issues that are in the proposed overhauls are and just how concerned many in the diaspora are. So this is his Davos. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this is what he, he wants to, to launch and, and has done so to foster dialogue at its highest levels to try and deal with some of the issues facing global jury and also to bring the diaspora and uh, Jews in Israel closer together. Indeed, let's see how that transpires uh, in the long run, uh, Roland. Quite a bit to chat about in today's show. Let's look at um, the coalition ministers now withdrawing from memorial ceremonies uh, for Yom HaZikaron, Gallant, Netanyahu, Lapid and Halevi appeal for politics to be left out of ceremonies. Boy, there's quite a bit, uh, quite a bit of a juggling act. Well, there's quite a bit going on in there. What's happening? 
Well, absolutely. Well, at the end of last week, a joint statement was put out by Prime Minister Netanyahu and Defence Chief Yoav Gallant and joined by the leaders of the opposition, Benny Gantz and Yair Lapid. And then uh, over the weekend, Herzi Halevi, he is our IDF Chief of Staff, adding his voice to the calls to please leave protests, to please leave um, uh, political opinions, disagreements away from Yom Hazikaron ceremonies. These two days, these next uh, 48 hours are very, very sacred in the Mm -hmm. Israeli calendar. We are about to mourn our 24,213 fallen soldiers and 4,255 victims of terror. As we speak, the restaurants are closing and you can actually feel the atmosphere in, in the air changing. It has become quiet. It has become very, very solemn. The president referred to Yom HaZikaron as a day of awe, a day of remembrance, a holy day. And what we don't want is any political bickering. Now, this has been compounded by the members of the, the far-right Otsma Yehudi, uh, their faction, Betzalel Smotrich, saying that he blames anarchists. Mm-hmm. for divisions between bereaved families and politicians. And that's not the kind of rhetoric we want. In fact, that is the kind of rhetoric that the prime minister, the opposition, uh, and the defense chiefs are wanting to set aside. Also, we have Itamar Ben-Gavir, the national security minister, going down to Beersheba to address a Memorial Day ceremony despite bereaved families appealing for politicians not to come uh, and give speeches. And we have seen a whole host of members of Knesset from the the coalition pulling out of Memorial Day um, uh, events out of concern that there could be uh, uh, heckling, there could be protests, right. uh, and they could be met unfavorably. Roland, tell me, leading up to the to the commemoration of Yom uh, HaZikaron, uh, what what is the atmosphere? All right, you say it's quite down. You you did indicate that a little earlier on, but uh, are there still protests going on? Is it still unsettling? Is still is there still unrest? Are we still seeing unrest on the ground? I don't think we're going to see that for the next 48 hours. This will be a time of very, very solemn unity. Uh, most Israelis, whether you are pro or, or anti the judicial overhauls, don't want uh, any divisions over these next 48 hours. The focus must be on our fallen soldiers and, and victims of terror. And we're reminded, as we were just a short while ago, mm-hmm. of the the price that we paid for these next 48 hours. We don't want to hear people's political debates. We want to focus on, on the brave warriors, many of them whose names we know, and many of them whose names we will never know who have fallen in defense of the modern state of Israel. And, and we want want to hold the bereaved families, we call them in Hebrew, mishpachot mm-hmm. shukulot, we want to hold them in our collective arms. I don't 
think that any protests are going to be tolerated. And that goes the same for Yomats Ma'ot, that's Independence Day. This year is a big birthday. It's 75 years. We want to celebrate together. There will always be a time for protests and disagreements mm-hmm. and counter-protests and whatever. But these next 48 hours, as uh, Benny Gantz said last week, he says, rise above it. This is bigger than personalities. This is bigger than politics. This is more important than anything else. This is about our fallen, and this is about coming together as a nation in unity to uh, to mourn them. Uh, a sentiment echoed a short while ago by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu speaking at a uh, memorial ceremony. He said, the burden of loss is one we will bear together, and this is a time for unity. Indeed, Rowling. Now, let's move on now from that. So we've just got about a minute or two left. Uh, I just remembered now, you were at the World Congress uh, not too long ago, well, last week rather. So what were your impressions from that and what, what could one take from that? Well, how, what, how successful was that? What came about from that? I'm still catching up on sleep, Michael. <laughs> I didn't mean to wake you up. I just, <laughs> but uh, from what you gathered uh, from the Congress, uh, how, how did it go? Uh, well, how would you sum it up? Well, unfortunately, uh, we didn't end with the voting on resolutions mm-hmm. as the Congress has normally ended on, and we could definitely see the pervasive divisions that have taken right. place as a result of these proposed overhauls. Uh, in, in, in fact, it was several, not all, um, uh, far-right factions or right-wing factions that actually uh, pushed out the, the voting, uh, saying that they wanted, now can you picture this everybody, mm-hmm. um, nearly a thousand uh, delegates with voting rights, including myself, to come up individually, one at a time, and vote by name individually on 18 different resolutions. I mean, I, I don't even want to contemplate the semantics of which of course was met with cries of busha, 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 which is basically shame, it's the, the call that you often hear at the, at the protest, and I want to make it clear, this is this wasn't right versus left this was a few right wing factions versus uh, the rest of the the Congress who wanted to get on with the voting, so we can definitely see uh, just how pervasive mm-hmm. these issues are and the, and the President and the World Zionist Organization have their job cut out for them with the, the launch of uh, because the challenge now is to get over this massive divisive hurdle. So the, the end game now is we will vote electronically. Uh, I'm not too mad about that. I feel that it infringes on my right to vote um, with the, the sanctity of anonymity as one does when one votes. But uh, uh, Let's see how this goes. It's it's not going to be met uh, very favorably. Indeed, Rowling, we're going to have to leave it there. Rowling, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon and giving us a lowdown on what's happening in the Holy Land right now. Rowling Marks, our correspondent from Israel, telling us about what's the latest uh, on the Israeli front.